Oh, caravan man, caravan woman, take my caravan to the caravan lovers. Oh. Hey up and thanks for downloading the second episode of Adventures in Agate, the Touring Caravan podcast. I'm Jimmy and the other voice you'll hear from time to time. I don't want to read that bit. I'd rather read the bit. Is Nicola. Hi. Last time we took you to one of our favourite sites in the UK, Hook's House Farm in Robin Hood's Bay. This one takes us back to May half term in 2019 to the Isle of Arran on the west coast of Scotland where we ate a lot, cycled a bit and visited various places on the island including Brodick Castle Gardens. Travelling down south, the sun ain't shining here Gonna set up the van and have a cold beer But before we got there we stopped off at Lones in True for a night to see my Auntie Margaret and Uncle Jackie. We usually stop here to tie in a visit with the family for a much needed rest after driving all the way from Rotherham. We stayed at a site just round the corner from my aunt and uncle's house at the Glenburn Dairy Caravan and Camping Club site for an amazing 11 quid a night and that includes electric hookup. Hello. Hi, you're on loudspeaker now. Hi, James. Hi, hi, Uncle Jackie. You all right? Hi. Hi. Hiya. Nic- Nicola's here How as well. You? I'm good, thank you. Are you? Yeah, we're all right. So I'm just going to ask you a little bit about Troon and, and why you moved there. For someone that's never been before, um, can you describe it to me? Well, it is a typical uh, small village that we live in, of course, we've got Troon, which is the main the main town uh, to us. It's it's a bit of a tourist spot. There's a lot of people come here in the summer months. Uh, there's lots of uh, fantastic golf courses, which you know brings a lot of people here. And it, it's a very friendly place and quiet, uh, and it, it's it's a pleasant, nice place to live. There's a lot of activities in the beach in the summer months, kite surfing, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so there's lots, lots of things that you can do here. When we were down last, the um, it, the weather wasn't great, so we didn't. We, we went to the beach, I think, didn't we, for for twenty minutes or so? But yeah. it wasn't the best yeah. weather. Mm. But the beaches look yeah. lovely when you do get the weather yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, well, the last few weeks, as you know, it's been fantastic, and the scenery is just absolutely beautiful. It really is. Uh, good for walking dogs as well. Oh, it's brilliant. Uh, down the beach every day with the dollar boy. That's our dog. Well, it was David's dog, but however. Yeah, and there's loads of walks here. Lots of places for, for kids to, to enjoy as well. Uh, fairy trails and all sorts of things like that. The Fullerton Park. Brilliant. Lots of things. 
Yeah. Brilliant. And um, when we visited the last time, the first thing we wanted to do, because we'd, we'd read about it in a book that my mum got me for Christmas called Where Chefs Eat, it was that fish and chip shop on the docks, down at the docks. Yeah, the wee hurry. That's it, yeah, the wee hurry. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, um, it's in this book, so we really wanted to go, but it was a brilliant little uh, fish and chip shop. Okay. We've been twice now and it's been absolutely packed each time. Yeah. Even in the rain, it was absolutely packed. Yeah. We, we don't go down a lot, uh, but we have been a few times, but it's very, very popular. and um, People come from all over to, to go there. Um, they sell so many different types of fish, dishes as you know uh, yep. prawns scampi everything yes and it's it's quite famous yeah brilliant and um obviously we use that as a stop off every time we're in scotland because you guys are there uh, mainly uh-huh. um but it's uh, it's quite handy for the ferry obviously being close to a drossen um That's and true. there's also air as well nearby um yep. can, can you just give me a brief sort of description of what air's like Air's a bigger version, I would say, of Troon. Um, it's it's quite a, a big t- a big town. Uh, a lo- there's a lot to do there as well, uh, and then you you can link to other places around about at Press Street, you know, things like that. But it, it, and it it has it's got a lot quieter over the years. Air like like most uh, coastal towns. But it's still a nice trip. In the summer months, it's just inundated with Glaswegians especially in the fear fortnight. <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a good thing money. because it brings money in. <laughs> well, I'm no longer in Glasgow. I'll put to think about that. But no, I think it's a good thing. It's bringing revenue to the towns. And um, you you tried motorhoming for a week, didn't you? Not, long, not so long back. <laughs> That's uh, what did you make of it? Well... I was okay with it, you know, but your Uncle Jackie says, no, it's not for me. (laughs) (laughs) He thought thought there was too much work involved in it. But in saying that, I did most of the work in the motorhome. (laughs) (laughs) He just drove it. I drove. But yeah, I think the experience of seeing different places is is ideal. We would do it again, but um, we we did it in the view of maybe buying a motorhome, but no, I don't think that will happen. If you're a golfer, then this might be the place for you as a stop-off along the west coast of Scotland, but Troon also has some great beaches for dog walkers and the fantastic Wee Hurry fish and chip shop, which is well worth the journey alone. Um, I had monkfish fish and chips, I do believe, and it was beautiful. The Glenburn Dairy Caravan and Camping Club site is a lovely grass pitch facing the Royal Troon Golf Course, and it's got lovely views over farmland and dairy cows. It's quite close to a busy road but that didn't really seem to bother us as we were out most of the day and I don't remember hearing it at night time either it's but, not a really really busy main road well yeah, Troon's not like a massive place anyway it's not like the main road into Manchester it's just a small Manchester. seaside town so after one night there we got ready for the head off to Ardrossan for the ferry to Arran Lachlan's asleep in the back of the car but we've had a little bit of a hiccup um, just as we were about to leave my auntie Margaret's for lunch before we set off um, my uncle Jackie noticed that the rear near side tyre was extremely bald uh, which is quite embarrassing because he's a car dealer 
Um, so he obviously thought he'd check out my car on his way to work this morning. Luckily, we booked the afternoon ferry, departing at 2.40, and that gave us enough time to sort it out, pack up the caravan and make tracks. Troon is about 20 minutes' drive from Ardrossan Ferry Port. The ferry from Ardrossan to Brodick takes about 55 minutes, but you need to check in at least half an hour before your departure time, and it takes about 15 minutes to alight on the other side, so about two hours altogether from start to finish. Deck two. I think so. This is deck two. This is deck three. No, deck. Oh yeah, this is deck three. Yeah, we must be on deck two. The return journey on Calmac ferries was just £79.80. That was for two adults, an infant, a car, and a caravan up to six metres in length. I'm not sure if it costs any more if your caravan's longer. Probably does, because you're taking Probably up more space. Size. Who knows? Um, you'll find out when you book it. But I thought that was quite cheap. If you've never towed onto a ferry before, don't worry about it. You drive straight on the back end of the ferry, which is lined up to the ramp. Um, they line you up straight in. There's a guy there with his hands up lining you up. It's, it's dead easy. It's so easy. It's, there's no reversing involved at all. No tight turns, no complicated manoeuvres. It's just straight on the back end of the ferry. You drive straight off the front end. Dead easy. Yeah, we're not going to wait the ferry, are we? Right, there we go. We're out of the ferry. We're on dry land. We're all right. Still sunny. Right, look out for where we're right, so One tip I'll say that might be worth noting is to unplug the van from your car. The first time we went on a ferry was over to Barra. I left the caravan plugged into the car for the journey over to Barra on the ferry. We had a fridge full, didn't we? So we, we did didn't have want a fridge to turn full. the fridge off. Yeah, um, but nobody told me to unplug it. I had no idea what I was doing. Got to the car when we arrived at Barra and the battery was flat and uh, it turns out the fridge in the caravan totally drained the car battery. It was really embarrassing. It was slightly embarrassing because well it was more embarrassing because we were right at the front of the ferry the first ones to get off and we couldn't get off so one of the guys had to get a, a jump start battery and uh, jump start the car basically which held the ferry in for about another 15 minutes. About 15 minutes from landing, uh, you can see the village of Brodick, the capital and main port of Arran. It's a busy little bay with sailing boats dotted around, main strip of shops, restaurants and a supermarket along the front. In about 15 minutes we arrived at the gorgeous little caravan and motorhome CL site at Louis. Situated between Lamlash and Whiting Bay, for £17 a night, and that's with electric hookup, this site honestly is an incredible bargain. You've got to check out the pictures on Facebook or our website. After pitching up the van facing the splendid view, we unloaded the bikes and cycled down to Whiting Bay for a quick bike to eat. Riding a bike? Are we riding down to the beach? 
Whiting Bay is a quaint little village with a couple of restaurants and a lovely long beach. We stopped by the Burlington and had a pizza. Uh, the friendly staff were really, really accommodating. They were fully booked, but fortunately they let us sit at a table in the waiting area. So the next day the weather took a turn for the worst, which meant we spent most of our days in the car driving around the island, having a walk between the showers and eating in various cafes, restaurants and bars in the villages dotted around the coastline. On one of the trips around the north end of the island, we passed a curious little place called Mara. So I'm Gordon de Castacar and one half of me and my wife Kirsty run uh, Mara Fish Bar Daily on the Isle of Arran in, Cor- in the small village of Corrie, um, a small fish bar. So we sit right on the waterfront on the front of Corrie. We try to source as much sustainable seafood um, as we can. That's our main ethos is trying to promote that. What type of seafood and, and fish um, is local to Arran? Well, mainly shellfish for round Arran. We get like hand-dived scallops, we get razor clams, we get uh, langoustines, squat lobsters, lobsters, crabs. Um, We sometimes get a bit of mackerel, maybe some herring, um, but mainly it's shellfish from round Arran. Where would you go to eat if you went to eat in in a different restaurant on Arran? On Arran, um, I think one of our favourites is there's a place called Cafe Time, which the 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 husband he's he's uh, from Turkey and he does um, so they're like a Turkish type pizza called a pide um, and I, I, they're absolutely delicious and they do these really fresh salads and yeah it's, it's very tasty so we love going there for us for some lunch um, other than that like our our friends have also our friends have uh, in Lokranda who are also shut just now the sandwich station I don't know if you went there when you were over before but they're just at the small ferry over in Loch Ranza. Is that the north do, of the island isn't it? Yeah, yeah 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 they do the best sandwiches probably you'll have anywhere to be honest like they use the local bread from the baked cows and black water food um, uh, they're just yeah, absolutely brilliant all the stuff you know sauces fillings all homemade it's, it's really really good and it's like not your just your average sandwich you know when 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 you do uh, get a day off what 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 sort of stuff do you well, like to go Well we've got a small I, you probably have met him when you were in Mara but we've got a small dog Max so we love to go for long walks with him um, I, I'm a keen golfer which there's like seven golf courses on the island so yeah. um, it's uh, for a small island it's amazing the, the choice for playing golf so I love doing that Arran's often described as Scotland in miniature and it does it's got the mountains it's got the lowlands it's got beautiful um, you know seaside villages you've pretty much got everything and you can do it in a day you can do it in a couple of days you could stay here a week and there's just endless amounts of things to see there's a lot of history there's the castle and most importantly for us, there's, there's great food. Um, so, I mean, that's... And, and, and great walks as well. Uh, beautiful beaches. Uh, it's pretty much everything you could possibly want, really. Um, we've got a camper van ourselves, so we love doing it. And we've been off and on the island with the camper van, and it's not an issue at all. So I would definitely recommend it. Gordon mentioned quite a few places there. Some things to do on Arran include a visit to Brodick Castle and Gardens with woodlands, the formal gardens and walks, and there's a huge adventure play area for kids. I remember Lachlan really, really enjoyed the zip wire, but it was a, a zip wire catered for 
toddlers, so we could actually sit in the swing part and push them along. It was, it's the island's only country park with cycle routes, and there's also a cafe and a shop. It's priced at thirteen seventy-five for an adult, nine seventy-five for kids, oh. or thirty-six pounds oh. for a family ticket. It's quite. It's, it's a, I guess that's quite expensive. You could probably spend the day there, though. Yeah, it's definitely a full day out. Of course, there are plenty of walks and cycle routes with breathtaking views, and there's Goats Fell. Uncle Jackie, um, obviously it was your seventieth last year, um, and I saw on Facebook you put a picture up on uh, Facebook of you at the top of Goat Fell in Arran. Um, what what was that walk like? It was harder than I thought because when I'm on the beach with do- the dog, I can see Goat Fell and the Arran Mountains uh, just across the water. I thought I'm going to go up there one day. So when we come back from our holidays, my seventieth, I thought right, okay. Um, next week had nothing on the Tuesday, so I got up early, cut, caught the ferry from Ardrossan, Googled it all to find out what's involved a few days before, and uh, I walked from the ferry terminal round to Brodick Castle, which I think is about two and a half miles, and then there's a fairly easy trail through a forest um, up the, the top of the, the Goat Fell, but it's about 120 feet short, I believe, of a Monroe. Uh, how long did it take you, all in all, do you think? About five and a half hours there and back. Right. Uh, I was surprised. I thought it would take me less, but that was including walking from the ferry, which probably about two and a half hours each way in the hill and the rest walking around from the town. But uh, So uh, you mentioned you got your, the ferry over on foot, Uncle Jackie. Uh, was it expensive? No, it's only £7. I couldn't believe it. It was like, seven. I think it was £7 each way. Uh, and they give you a lovely breakfast you want I had a roll a cup of tea and uh, off the ferry and I, I knew roughly where I was going turn right and you come off the ferry um, some people were cycling some people were waiting for other people and it's fairly easy path uh, across the golf course uh, and you head for Broderick Castle and then that's you you're up there almost brilliant yeah it's uh, so it's, it's easily done in a day then if uh, say if you Staying in in air, you could go over for the day, couldn't you, quite easily and have a good day over there. On the last night, the sun decided to come out, so we cycled back down to Whiting Bay with a few beers and wine and the barbecue. We had sausages that we had to buy from the co-op in Lamlash because, unfortunately, the butchers around the other side of the island was shut when we got there. But fortunately, the co-op, the co-op, well, there's a couple of co-ops on Aaron, and they're not your normal supermarket foods. They were really well stocked with the local produce, local meats, local fish and local cheese. On the last day, we headed to the ferry port around an hour early, so we could park up and walk down into Brodick for a good old Scottish fryer. I was craving it all week. We called at the Rock Cafe, and we both ordered the full Scottish breakfast. It included totty scones, lawn with black pudding in the middle, haggis, bacon, sausage links, beans, tomato, poached egg, uh, toast and a mug of tea. Yes, a mug of tea, not a cup of tea. All the meat was locally sourced from Aaron Butchers. The one that was shut that we tried to go to previously. The one that was shut. And I'm not kidding, it was the best fry-up I have 
ever had. And it cost us eight pounds. Oh. Eight pounds for all Bargain. that. Oh. Eight pounds each, obviously. We then made the journey back home for the end of half term and time to go back to work. Please check out our website and Facebook page for our photos and let us know where in Scotland you've been. Either message us on Facebook or send us an email through the website or write to hello at adventuresinaggy.co.uk. The next episode is much closer to home, about 20 minutes in Wortley Hall on the outskirts of Sheffield. Bye. Bye. Um, caravan man, caravan woman, take my caravan to the caravan lovers. Traveling down south, the sun ain't shining here. Gonna set up the van, have a cold beer. Blue